Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Today's business phone systems are required to do more than just answer phone calls. A cloud-based or VoIP voice system from Blackfoot Communications simplifies your business communications while adding features and capabilities. Your staff, remote or in-house, can provide the service your customers expect. With zero upfront investment, your future phone system is available today. Call 541-5000 or visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to To Tell in Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Football season's in the books. And Cutler lied to you. Tutel is nowhere to be found, but have no fear, Montana. Coulter Nuanas is here. It's Tutel Nuanas, minus the Tutel, plus the Nuanas. We're sitting here in Missoula, Montana, broadcasting to you from the ESPN studios. It's 102.9 on your radio dial. It's also XWX Montana Television. If you can see me on the TV, that's where you're watching. Thanks to our great partners at SWX Montana for being along for the ride with us. And uh, if you want to listen, it's time to go back to school. And whether your family is going in person or turning from home, live the smartest line, place to shop is Orange Street Food Farm. Orange Street Food Farm is always loaded with great deals for lunches, snacks. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, phone number. Rangers Brothers RV phone line is 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Remember, you can also text into that phone line as well. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do the texts without Ryan here, but, I mean, I guess if he can figure it out, I can figure it out. I'm Coulter Nuanas. I'm your host for the day. Ryan Tutel, like we told you last week, he's out for the week, so I'll be steering the ship 
I was going to have a couple different guests so sitting there here this week, but not today. We're going to be all solo all the time, but that's okay. I spent this last weekend driving all around the state of Montana watching high school football. It's a great pleasure to watch Missoula Sentinel capture their first state championship since 1972, the first state championship for a team from the Garden City since 1994. So a very cool moment. My family moved to Missoula, Montana in 1993, and everybody that lives around Missoula, you know, football's huge in Missoula, football's huge in Montana, but it's so often over the last 25 years, it's gravitated toward Grizz football, not high school football. And I think there's a lot of different things that go into that. There's a lot of different factors uh, that make some of the other towns in Montana have much greater prep football uh, lineage. But here nor there, Missoula Sentinel did it. They overcame a lot of different obstacles. There's a lot of different um, factors that go into it. So we'll get to that throughout the show today. A couple other things in the show. We're going to have our Treasure State Stars. I'm going to do a two-part Treasure State Stars. I'm going to give you Treasure State Stars from the Class AA State Championship game. Got three on each side for Billings West and Missoula Sentinel. 24-15 victory for Sentinel to earn that state championship. So I thought I'd highlight kids on both sides of that awesome state championship game. Then we'll also have our Treasure State Stars from the other two state championship games. Manhattan, the first state championship in their school's history in the Class B ranks after they defeated Fairfield, and then a dominant 44-6 win for Flint Creek. That's the Drummond-Phillipsburg co-op, if you haven't been paying attention. And uh, Mike Cutler, the head coach from Flint Creek, first of all, who will join us later on in the show, he rides off in the sunset. He gets his third championship in four years, and then he decides to hang him up. He decides to retire and step away from the game. And then, of course, it's a Monday, so I got a whole bunch of reactions. Spent the whole day watching the NFL yesterday. God, it was terrible watching the Vikings. I just can't believe this is the situation that they're in. Anybody that listens to this show knows that uh, I love football. I love the NFL. I don't really have much rooting interest in any sports, really, these days. I've worked so long as a journalist that I really just haven't uh, connected myself emotionally to the result of games. I love the emotion of the games. I love um, just following the ebbs and flows of everything, but the actual result hardly ever has any sort of impact on the way I think about things, the way I feel. <laughs> but I was mad yesterday, man, watching the Kirk Cousins of Minnesota Vikings lose to the previously hapless Dallas Cowboys. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. So we'll get to some NFL recap as well. So there you go. Show outlook. I already missed Gus. I wish he was here to talk about this because I, I, I was able to go to Billings for the game and Ryan Tuta was not, and so I was really hoping to give him some of the insights. I know he was really frustrated by the fact that the game was in Billings, so we'll start there. The game was in Billings, and it, that was um, definitely atypical for a normal year. I mean, he had um, Missoula Sentinel go undefeated. They're routing their opponents. Regular season, they outscored their opponents 343-34, to and uh, they, they get the number one overall seed in the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, pretty much no resistance. 42-14 against Great Falls High. 42-7 against Billings Senior. And they're, they're on and into the state championship round against Billings West. But because of a coin flip, a predetermined deal, now Sentinel, they are into the state championship, but they have to go on the road to play an equally undefeated Bears team. And so the storyline coming into this game was that Sentinel was an overwhelming favorite. Sentinel has multiple Division I players. They have three, count them, three players headed to the Montana Grizzlies 
and Jace Kuswich, Geno Leonard, and TJ Roush. And then that number became four on Saturday morning when Camden Sermon gave his commitment on the bus on the way back to Missoula. So congratulations to him. We'll get into that element a little bit later on. But four future Grizz on the roster, plus the biggest recruit out of the state of Montana, at least in terms of rankings, uh, in the last six, seven, eight years in Dylan Rollins. He's got a half a dozen FBS offers. The big offensive lineman does. Um, He actually got an offer from the University of Minnesota over the weekend. And so all of that combined with the fact that they have a stellar junior class as well, highlighted by Zach Cruz, who caught two touchdowns in this game. He was probably the MVP of the game if they were to hand out that award. And then you factor in some of the guys that are just lunch pail, tough, hard-nosed, two-way players as seniors, guys like Donovan South, guys like TJ Roush. Those guys really got Sentinel uh, to have a, an elevated opinion of them around the state more than maybe any class AA school we've seen in quite some time. We were talking about that yesterday when I was down with some of the Sentinel coaches, uh, just kind of rehashing and, and recapping the season. You know, Coulter, they asked me, where, where does this team fit in to the AA ranks? And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, but I actually cut up a, a little bit of a narrative of this game uh, right after I got back because I just wanted to put it all into words for you and it's just so hard to go through the play-by-play on the radio so instead this is a little bit of a pre-recorded bit that i did uh on i guess it would have been sunday so i guess yesterday Uh, but but here's the nuts and bolts of it before we get into the details of the game and then share some interviews you hear from dayton bay was a little sentinel quarterback who threw three touchdowns in this game you also hear from Camden sermon uh, who's also a senior quarterback for the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Jace Kluswich, who's a two-way star, led the team in receptions and receiving yards and also had two pivotal interceptions in this game. And then, of course, we'll hear from Dane Oliver, head coach of Missoula Sentinel Spartans. But before we get into this, this is our Garden City Spotlight for the week as well because we're going to be off Thursday and Friday. So I got jam-packed shows for you here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Ryan will not be here later on this week. But myself, Coulter Nuanas, will be steering this ship. Tutel Nuanas, 129 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana uh, for the rest of the week. So we're going to try to get all your favorites in here. We'll have a 12 for the 12s this week with Mike Dugar from The Athletic. We'll have a chick who doesn't know sports with Carolyn, uh, our, our inside expert on nothing that has to do with sports and all your other favorite segments from the Coach's Corner to the Prep Extra to the ESPN Roundtable. We'll also have a big college basketball blowout on Wednesday as well. But this is our Garden City Spotlight presented by Gene Morris, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. If you have any sort of dental surgical needs, you got to go see Gene Morris. If you need your wisdom teeth out, don't mess around with the normal dentist. Go get your wisdom teeth out at Oral Surgical Associates. They're gentle. They're precise. They're going to take care of you. It's going to be efficient. You're going to get it done right. You don't have to mess around with the dry sockets or any of those of that weird stuff. If you have an accident, once upon a time I had an accident, got my bottom tooth knocked out, and they were able to put an implant in for me. They do implants. They do bridges. They do crowns. Anything that might be a painful dentist procedure, go see an oral surgeon. Go see an oral surgeon. You want to go see Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula, proud sponsor of prep sports around the state of Montana. And so we'll get this started off. Here is a narrative that I recorded yesterday, uh, just breaking down this Missoula Sentinel matchup. And then it goes right into an interview with quarterback Dayton Bay. Three touchdowns as a senior. What a way to go out for the Missoula Sentinel quarterback. Roll up to Dallas Stadium in Billings on Friday night. Got there about 6.30, about half an hour before kickoff. Temperature was right about freezing. And uh, made an entrance through the 
West Side Gate, Jordan Haskett, former Missoula Sentinel Spartan, was man in that gate, and he's actually teaching at Billings West now, so that was a little confluence of worlds. You know, he's at West, they're hosting the title game, but they're playing Sentinel, who was never any good when he was play- when Jordan Haskett was playing basketball at Missoula Sentinel. He obviously had an outstanding career for the University of Montana men's basketball team uh, during his time in Missoula. Uh, but we get there, and, and there's actually more people there than I thought. Obviously, just a set allotment of tickets, but I think that Sentinel used every single one of them, and I actually think there was more people there for Sentinel than there was for Billings West. So a good crowd on hand. And uh, right out the gates, you could just tell that Sentinel was was nervous. You could tell that there was a lot of pressure. You know, this time of year, this day and age, there's a lot of information out there. Kids know exactly their state in the world. They know exactly what's going on around the state of Montana. I remember being a high school football player. You didn't really know much. I mean, you could read the Great Falls Tribune prep extra section, but that was about it. You really had no idea what was going on with teams. So guys seemed more mythical. They seemed more legendary, and that caused for a little bit more of an intimidation factor. But uh, I also think that scouting nowadays is easier, so now you can actually know strength and weaknesses of different teams. You could tell Sentinel was nervous. They, They knew that their moment was here. They knew that uh, they were the favorites. They knew that they were definitely the front runners in this. And you could tell they were tight early on. Gino Leonard is a two-way starter. He's a center. He's a middle linebacker. He's a team captain. His first snap was pretty errant uh, in the shotgun, and they had another poor snap as well. And you could tell he was just juiced up. But they got him in. They pulled him in. They calmed him down. But you could also tell it was a big adjustment for Missoula Central to try to adjust to Billings West defensive scheme. West runs a... 3-4, which is different than most anybody in the state of Montana. But they also employ a couple of the best front guys in the entire state. Neil Daly, who's head of the Montana State Bobcats, he was definitely ready to roll for this game for Billings West. And I think part of that was just the familiarity he had with this team. Neil Daly is a kid who actually grew up in Missoula. He went to Sentinel. He played youth football with a lot of the guys on this squad, this Sentinel squad. And so it was sort of a reunion for him. And then he had helped lead his team to this state championship game. And the other defensive end on that Billings West team, Paul Brott, he definitely uh, came ready to roll as well. He's a future Montana State Bobcat himself. He's the younger brother of Wilson and Mitch Brott, who each had standout careers at Montana State. They're also great players at Billings West. So Paul Brott was ready to roll as well. And that's kind of how the night got started off. You had Paul Brott with a big tackle for loss of Camden Sermon to sort of set the tone um, and that caused Sentinel to have to make some adjustments. Dylan Rollins, who's got 16 offers now, by the way, he got offered by the University of Minnesota over the weekend, so that adds to his FBS offers. He's now got seven of them. That's his first scholarship offer from a Big Ten school, so congratulations to Dylan Rollins. But they started moving him up and down the line. He's played mostly guard this year, a little bit of tackle, but they popped him out to tackle to try to handle Brat. But then they, Billings West started moving Brat inside, so they started moving – Rollins around a little bit too, so it's definitely interesting to find rhythm when you're moving around as an offensive lineman. Uh, but that the early bad snap, a penalty, I think it was a false start, some sort of pre-snap penalty, that forced Sentinel to punt. And all of a sudden, Billings West has got the ball. It's only three minutes in the championship game. And then West runs a trick play. And Riley Bergeson, who had one of the best games of the, of the evening for Billings West, he had a 50-yard-plus gain um, after Caden Dowler, Taco Dowler's twin brother, the Dowler brothers, by the way, two standout juniors for Billings West. Dowler found Ferguson up the, the sideline, up the Sentinel sideline for like a 50-yard gain into the red zone. And then two plays later, Isaiah Clanch 
Billings West standout junior southpaw quarterback. He throws a nice ball to the corner of the end zone. Neil Daly catches his eighth touchdown, and all of a sudden, upset alert is on. It's 7-0 West. That's about 10 minutes into the game, 6.15 left in the first quarter after that first touchdown. And uh, then another tackle for loss by Paul Brott. And you can kind of see Sentinel looking, saying, wow, you know, we, we just had to punt twice in a row. We're trailing. And it, it took all the way until late in the first quarter for Sentinel to get their first down, and it actually came when Dayton Bay scrambled outside, broke the pocket, and he threw a strike to Soren Sivrud for a first down. And then on the very next play, he throws a deep back shoulder fade to future Grizz receiver T.J. Roush. Roush comes down with it, and Sentinel got a little bit of momentum back right there. Very next play, you saw Day throw the nice, pretty back shoulder ball, ball to Roush in the end zone, 19-yard touchdown, and Sentinel takes its first lead. They're up 7-6 to six with 3.46 to go in the first quarter. But then uh, another spark for West. Jaden Medlock, who also had a great game. He rushed for over 130 yards on the ground. He had a great kick return. He turned it all the way into Sentinel territory. So Sentinel has about a 40-yard field, short field, and they start feeding Taco Dowler. And if it wasn't for a great play by Charlie Kurgan, Dowler had a touchdown, but the Kurgan tipped the ball. The ball goes off Dowler's hands, and all of a sudden West has to settle for a field goal. That became a theme of the night. At this point, West is winning 9-7. to and the next Sentinel possession, they're facing a fourth down from midfield in Camden Sermon, the other Sentinel quarterback. They have two senior quarterbacks, two outstanding quarterbacks, two different skill sets. Camden Sermon, he converts it to extend the drive, and then Sentinel starts moving the ball a little bit more. And then when they get down the red zone, Dayton Bay comes in at quarterback again. He throws a nice jump ball to Zach Cruz from 11 yards out. Cruz grabs it, touchdown Sentinel 14-9, to 10.53 to go in the first half, and for a team that has led so often throughout this season, that was the first time, That was the first lead of this game for Sentinel, and it was definitely a precarious position for the Spartans to be in. Then after go, taking the lead, they force a punt. They first, first of all, they tried an onside kick. They didn't get it, but they, then they were able to hold. So the decision doesn't look bad. They're able to hold, and then they're able to flip the field, and West took over on their own seven, trailing 14-9, to and they just started gashing. They started gashing. A 28-yard run by Medlock sets up a third and manageable, but then all of a sudden Sentinel's able to, to come up with another stop inside the 10, and they hold West to a field goal once again. So now it's 14-12, to and that's the score that we took into the halftime. It was a very good uh, first half, way more of a defensive first half than I think people expected. And I thought that Sentinel holding those, holding West to the couple field goals was definitely a, a key moment in this. After halftime, Sentinel was able to get a huge play by Zach Cruz uh, over the middle of the field, but the West was the one that tracked him down, and then all of a sudden. West is the one that bows up inside the goal line. It's inside the 10. They hold Sentinel to a field goal, and now all of a sudden it's 17-12, to 12, 2 minutes and 55 seconds to go. West again drives all the way down inside their own 10, and again they have to settle for another short field goal. You wonder if Rob Stanton regrets not going for at least one of those because they had the ball inside the 5 twice, inside the 10 three times, settled for 32 or less yard field goals, including the 23-yarder that cut the lead to 17-15 to 15 with a minute and eight seconds to go in the third quarter. I'm standing there on the sideline with a couple Sentinel coaches 
uh, of different sports, including Coach Mackey, the new basketball coach. And he says, hey, we haven't returned one for a uh, touchdown yet. We haven't returned a, t- a kickoff for a touchdown yet. I think this is where we're going to have one. I think this is where we're due. And then, of course, Donovan Self, senior for Sentinel. He steps up, 61-yard rip all the way down to the West 27, and that was a huge spark that third quarter ends with the game tied 17. The third quarter ends with the game 17 Sentinel, 15 Billings West, and the Spartans, they could taste it. They weren't quite fully in control, but they could taste it. Dayton Bay, he throws his third touchdown. The second one to Zach Cruz, and that gives Sentinel a 24-15 lead with 11.47 to go. And then the rest of it, it was the Sentinel defense stepping up to the plate. Sentinel's Jace Klusiewicz, a senior who transferred before the season from Frenchtown, a Montana Grizzly commit. He comes up with a huge interception in the end zone with a little bit less than nine minutes to go. He out-jumped Neil Daly for that one. And uh, a, a really huge play there. And then after Sentinel's uh, second-to-last drive stalled out, Kluswich comes up with another huge interception, another leaping one on a fourth and long, and that one almost sealed it, but then fittingly, they needed to get one more deal in here. Every single one of these seniors stepped up, whether it was Dayton Bay throwing three touchdowns, Cameron Sermon using his legs and also playing a great game defensively, Dylan Rollins filling a little bit on the defensive line and having an outstanding game on the offensive line. Gino Leonard playing both ways, offensive line, a middle linebacker. Donovan South, the huge kick return. And then fittingly, Soren Sievert, one of their captains, with about a minute and 15 seconds to go. Sentinel needed seven yards on a third down. West uses their final timeout. And Sierud, he gets them eight. And he gets up and he gets the crowd going. And after that, it was just a matter of time before Sentinel was able to celebrate their first Class AA state championship in nearly 50 years. The scene on the field was amazing. It was cool to watch the kids celebrate. And uh, it was a moment of humanity that we definitely all needed. First up in our interviews, it was a little bit chaotic trying to get all these interviews, but we were able to get uh, several of them down. So the first one we'll share with you, Dayton Bay, Sentinel senior quarterback. He threw three touchdowns, and as we've talked about all season, he split time throughout the year with uh, Cameron Sermon at quarterback. Sermon comes in from Wenatchee as a transfer, and uh, it, it took a lot for both of those guys to be able to play a dual quarterback system, but at the end of the day, it made them both better. It made their team better, and now Sentinel State champions. Here's Dayton Bay. Years, so what's, what's the feeling? It's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you just see all these fans, all the kids, so many smiles on our faces. It hasn't really sank in yet, but oh my gosh, it's crazy. We're just so grateful for this experience during this pandemic, being able to play and just coming together as a team and getting the job done. West is a great team, greatly coached. They put up a great fight tonight, but we just came out on top. We worked hard. We came back at halftime. We came out hot, and we got the thing done. Yeah, the first half, they were kind of jamming it down your guys' throats, running the ball up the gut. Um, the second half, you guys kind of took the wind out of their sails, um, holding the ball, long drives on offense. What was uh, what was the message from Coach at halftime? Uh, just go back to basics. We trained so hard all year. It started back in the summer. Uh, but, yeah, just go back to our basics, do our thing, and the game will play out how it did. It's a battle of field position a lot of the times. Um, how big was that return by Donovan to set you guys up right on the edge of the red zone there? Yeah, that was huge. We played three phases of football, offense, defense, special teams. We call that we fence and how they all tie into one another. So that set us up for offense, that great return by Donovan. Uh, the rest of the team, Jace, had two great picks. I mean, we all came together and won a state championship. A couple of huge plays by Zach Cruz. How much faith do you have in him when you throw it up there? Gosh, you always love a big target and go up and get the ball. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Seeing a smile on his face, I mean, he broke a tooth, snapped it. Yeah. kid, boy! Yeah. yeah. How about this moment for you? I mean, he, uh, another quarterback comes in, you got a split tie, but then you go throw three touchdowns in the state championship game. Got to feel pretty good. 
Yeah, it feels amazing. I know. I just went out there and played my game. I, I just went out there and beat me. I, I ran on my wrist every week. Be me. That's what I did. I just go out there and do my thing. Early in the in the, I guess throughout the first half, they were giving you guys some trouble up front. Did you guys adjust anything, or was that as a matter of the guys just settling in? Oh, just settling in. I don't know. They were really good front. That three four. It's hard. To, it's hard to get through there right away. I mean, those three D linemen are all D one caliber players. So I mean, our O line worked hard. We came back with the game plan in the second half, and we got it done. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television, or you can find it live anytime, anywhere, 1029ESPN.com. That was Missoula Central quarterback Dayton Bay. I got to tell you, that kid deserves so much credit because in today's day and age, with how easy it is to quit, how easy it is to transfer, how acceptable it is for those things to happen, Dayton Bay was a returning all-conference quarterback. He was an all-conference quarterback last year as a junior on a team that went to the semifinals on a good team. And then Camden Sermon, who is a all-state player from the state of Washington, from Wenatchee at Washington, comes to tra- – Washington sports gets canceled. High school sports in Washington get canceled. And Camden Sermon transfers to Missoula. The connection is that Camden Sermon's father, John, played football at the University of Idaho. His uncle, David, played football here at the University of Montana and was actually an inside linebacker on Montana's 1995 national championship team. The third Sermon brothers, Pete Sermon, Peter Sermon, he's now the defensive coordinator at Cal, but one of the most respected college football coaches in the country. And the Sermon boys, they've had so many kids that have come through various programs. Jacob Sermon at UW, that's one of David's sons. Camden Sermon, now here at Missoula Central, is one of John's sons. But the older son, Cy Sermon, was the starting center for the Montana Grizzlies. So it wasn't just random that the Sermons came here. They had connections to Missoula. But either way, for Camden Sermon to come in here and be an all-state caliber guy and Dayton Bay to initially have to take a back seat but then carve out his role and end up actually throwing more touchdowns than Camden Sermon, he became sort of this red zone quarterback even though he's not really a runner. And what an impressive deal. I mean, you heard there in that interview, and sorry for some of the screaming that's going on. We're in the middle of the field. We're trying to socially distance from people. But while there's this, this massive celebration going on, but you heard Aaron Bay, Dayton's dad, give him uh, that a boy, and that was cool to see you know the dads and the sons really getting it and probably the coolest moment that I was able to observe and again it was pretty chaotic but uh, it was Camden Sermon Camden Sermon you could see him emerge from the the um, collection of people and you could see his dad John standing on the sideline and those two they ran up to each other gave each other a huge embrace and said, so this is what we did this for. This is why we moved to Missoula. And you know, as much credit as Dayton Bay deserves for, for being able to accept his role and then rise his ability, his level of play, and throw three touchdowns in the state championship game. Like he said, have a dream come true for him. Cameron Sermon deserves just as much credit for it. And so we caught up with Cameron Sermon after the game as well. Here's Cameron Sermon, Missoula Sentinel's other outstanding senior quarterback. I don't even know how to describe it yet. It feels I'm on cloud nine. What, I mean, knowing that this one you had to fight a little bit harder for it, how would you just, uh, you know, explain tonight and uh, how special it was? I mean, we just, I think we came out on, you know, very, very, you know, on a lot of emotion. Uh, and that showed a little bit with mistakes, and we, we kind of took a deep breath and fixed it. Uh, but going into halftime, we talked about how tight we are as a team, and uh, what, you know what we've been working towards is all the extra stuff is that's all extra. We we want to play for each other, and uh, I think we I think we showed that in the second half. We came together as a team and, and got it done. First time in 48 years. What, what's that mean to you guys? It's unbelievable. I mean, obviously I'm brand new here, but 
they, they just accept you and you, you, you feel a part of that settled tradition. And to bring it back to Missoula and see all this motion after 50 years, it's, it's awesome. How would you describe what it was like playing tonight in a state championship game? I, I still, I'm still processing it. I mean, it kind of all week kind of felt like any other week, which is kind of surprising. Then on the bus ride over here, it really kind of hit me like this, this is it. This is a state championship. This is a big one. Um, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool moment there with your dad. Pretty cool moment there with your dad. The big hug. So I mean, moving across, you know, to a different state. That must have been pretty. This must be pretty affirming for you to get a state championship. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, moving from Wenatchee, you know, no no football in Washington anymore, and to be able to come here and, and join this squad. Uh, there's a great group of guys over everything, and it was, it's just, I'm just like, like I said earlier, I can't get over it. And that was sort of a narrative this year. 129 ESPN Missoula, Tutel Nuanas, Coulter Nuanas here, Ryan Tutel out for the week. But that was sort of a narrative around this Sentinel team. I think that they took a lot of heat for it, which was, well, these guys have some transfers. And we're going to get in a little bit more of the dynamic of what led to this moment, the culture that Sentinel built, the adjustments that have been implemented from the youth football level on, uh, and just where this team fits in the historical context of both Missoula and in Montana. But I'll tell you this, that's not a new thing. It's just getting more publicity now because of the internet, because of Twitter. There's been kids from Montana that have been moving all over the place to go to better high schools, get better coaching situations. The open enrollment thing in Missoula, okay. But there's been guys that have transferred from Big Sky to Hellgate or Hellgate to Sentinel, Sentinel to Big Sky. My senior year in at Missoula Big Sky, this is 2004. Sentinel had two quarterbacks, and they were both going to split time, and one of them transferred to Big Sky, Tom Langan, and he went up to be an All-State guy. And so I don't think – I think that's overplayed – these kids deserve a ton of credit because sometimes transfers can throw a wrench into the chemistry of it all, and that did not happen with Missoula Sentinel, including with this guy, Jace Kluswich. He grew up uh, in between Missoula and Frenchtown, but he spent his first three years at, at Frenchtown High School. An outstanding player there for the Bronx. Uh, starter on both sides of the ball. Scored 35-plus touchdowns. Comes to Missoula Sentinel, and he's a three-star recruit. I mean, this is a guy that's already committed to the Grizzlies before his senior year. And you don't want to say took a back seat, but his his production was nowhere close to what you thought it was going to be if he would have been at a Class A school or if he just would have been the number one guy. But he's playing alongside guys like T.J. Roush, who's also going the Grizzlies. You know, there's a ton of guys on this Missoula Central team, including Zach Cruz, who we'll get into next segment as well, who is just an absolute stud as well. And so Kluswitz, when you look at his numbers, if you would have never seen him play, you just would have heard about the story. You saw his numbers, you say, oh, he had kind of a down senior year. No, he didn't. He accepted his role perfectly, and I think it was an amazing performance by him and his teammates. This team deserves so much credit, not for the talent that they had, but for the coalescing of that talent, for the ability to come together and make it happen and have that special team unity. And Jace Klusiewicz, he made a ton of plays in his high school career. He never really had to make plays this year because Sentinel was blowing people out. And then all of a sudden, they needed a play. They needed a play when they're up 17-15 in the fourth quarter. They needed another play when Billings West is driving down the field. And what's Jace Kluswich do? Comes up with not one, but two interceptions to seal the game. Quickly, here's Jace Kluswich uh, right after the state championship game in Billings. 
It was great, you know. It came out, you know, it was a little harder than we thought, you know, but we just fought through adversity. We came down. They scored first on us, but, you know, we've been working on that all year. We knew it was going to happen, so we prepared for it, and we just knew we had to keep playing our game, and it would eventually, you know, lead us to where we want to be. Everyone dreams about playing in a state championship. So what, how would you just describe what it was like playing in this game? You know, it was freaking awesome. I mean, we haven't been getting really any fans lately, but, you know, the fans are, were crazy tonight, I would say, because they were so loud and everything. And you know that really that really made it feel like the state championship, and that that was awesome. For you, I mean, you came here to have like these moments and play in this kind of a game, like, and to have the game you did, like, what does that mean for you? You know, it's a lot of satisfaction, but a lot of hard work went into it, and I couldn't have done any any of it without the teammates. You know, they're awesome, letting me in here. You know, after transferring, and they brought me in and made me part of their family. You made it. You made a ton of big plays in your career, but it's been a minute since you had to make one. Yeah. Take us through the two interception you know they were awesome i was just sitting back there waiting and he threw them and you know it wasn't that hard honestly so you know it was awesome it's a dream come true though right to make it two two fourth quarter seven state championship game yep dream come true definitely was well, what's kind of the message when you know dane calls that first time out early because you guys had some penalties yeah. and and then also at halftime like what was kind of the message when you know it wasn't as easy as you thought yeah first time out he literally told us just to take it we all took a deep breath together and relax because you know we were we were playing up to the hype a little too much we needed to calm down and then we came out and got a stop and we were fine he's still switched state champ how's it sound awesome i love it i love it thank you guys so there you go jace kluswich missoula sentinel senior if you're just joining us, 129 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, and live around the world on the live stream, 1029ESPN.com. It is Tutel and Nuanas. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Ryan Tutel's out for this moment in time. He'll be back next week. But Missoula Sentinel, the state champions of Class AA, their first state championship since 1972, the first state championship from a team from Missoula since 1994. This is our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Are you looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment? Oral Surgical Associates is the place for you. At Oral Surgical Associates, Dr. Gene Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff use advanced imaging technology for the most accurate diagnosis and effective treatments while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. For more information on Dr. Gene Morris and what he can do for you, visit OralSurgicalAssociates.com. The Garden City Spotlight, you know what? It's been 26 years since Missoula had a state championship in football. We're going to keep on rolling. We're going to hear from head coach Dane Oliver of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Next, we're also going to have some Treasure State stars from both Missoula Sentinel and Billings West. It's Tutela Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or 
or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas minus the two tell. Montana's number one sports daily talk show. You can find us right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, or statewide SWX Montana Television, or anywhere in the world, 1029ESPN.com. All you got to do is go there, click on the Listen Live tab, and you can listen to us, or you can listen to anything else on ESPN Radio nationwide. I am Coulter Nuanas. If you haven't checked out the new daytime programming on ESPN Missoula, check it out. Got some new shows. Max Kellerman back in the chair. He's always a great one. Um, Shanae and Golick Jr., an awesome new addition to the docket. And then right after us, you'll hear a little bit of Sarah Spain. And then, of course, the main man, Freddie Coleman, my personal favorite. So go check out all the national programming ESPN Radio has to offer for you as well. But we're here. At least I'm here. Nuanez is here. Tutel, uh, he's out this week. It is Thanksgiving. Uh, so he's taking care of a lot of stuff, probably mainly sitting, eating, you know, a variety of different things. If you haven't heard, like you just heard right there in the news, the Missoula Sentinel Spartans, the class, the champions of class AA in the state of Montana, and an absolutely historic victory for Missoula Sentinel. It's been a really long time coming for the Spartans and for the city of Missoula in general. This has always been a football town. But it's always been a football town that gravitates towards the University of Montana. I think there's a lot of different factors that go into it. But Missoula Sentinels Championship, the first since 1994 for a Missoula team, and the first in Missoula in the Sentinels history since 1972. So 48 years long. If you've been joining us throughout the year, we featured an interview with head coach Dane Oliver each and every Friday as part of our Garden City Spotlight. I thought Coach Oliver, he's always made really good. He's always made a really good point in terms of trying to what he's trying to emphasize to his kids. Like he said, this has literally nothing to do with them. The Sentinel hasn't won a state championship in 48 years. In fact, obviously, most of them haven't even been alive that long. Most of their parents haven't even been alive that long. To put this thing into perspective, Geno Leonard, the middle linebacker and center for Sentinel, uh, all-state player on both sides of the ball and a future Montana Grizzly, his grandfather, not his, not his father, his grandfather, was the head coach of Missoula Sentinel the last time they won the Class AA state championship. So that's how long it's been. But the culture and and the issues that Sentinel experienced in terms of trying to get their football program on track has literally nothing to do with these kids. And I think that the fact that Sentinel did struggle so much in the late 1990s when they had a 50-plus game losing streak that was highlighted or, I guess, low-lighted in Sports Illustrated – or the fact that then they had another 30-plus game losing streak in the mid to late 2000s. 
Uh, and even in between, uh, you know, there's a, a little bit of a quote unquote high water mark there in the early 2000s when they had Casey Cordial playing quarterback. He went on to play for the Grizzlies. I remember they beat Big Sky one year, and that was their first crosstown win in a while. It was still there. there was there was no traction at Sentinel football wise, but when Dane Oliver took this program over, he really went to work building the thing from the bottom up. And there's been a ton of different factors that have gotten into it. I think that, you know, the legend of Little Grizzly football in Missoula, it has some some clout to it. You know, Jack Elway, John Elway's dad, he was so influential in starting the Little Grizzly program. And I think that Little Grizz was something that got a lot of kids across the community involved. But I remember coming up uh, and we were thinking about where – I was going to go to high school. I grew up Grant Creek. And at that time, Frenchtown High School was a Class B school. And they were under the uh, the guidance of, of Tim Roscoe, who was one of the great coaches in the history of the state of Montana. And I remember I played baseball with a variety of Sentinel, or excuse me, of Frenchtown kids. And I remember uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they weren't quote-unquote, allowed to play Little Grizzly. They instead were encouraged to play flag football. And it wasn't because they didn't want the contact. It's because they wanted to teach them the system. And back then, Frenchtown was running the veer option. And so these kids were learning the veer. They were learning all the ball tricks and all the fundamentals of the blocking schemes from a very young age. And so then when they got to the Frenchtown program, it was just plug and play. You were ready to go. You had guys like Brian Lebsock who just step in at quarterback, and they're just, you know, they're all-state players right away, freshmen, sophomores, and they're ready to just take teams apart. And uh, I think there was a huge disconnect between Little Grizz and the high school programs in Missoula. You, you didn't have any sort of cultivation. I mean, you're learning how to hit, but you weren't learning any sort of schematics, no sort of game planning, no sort of the uh, football IQ portions of the game. And so since the rise of MYF, Missoula Youth Football, uh, the number one high school that's bought into that, that's tried to make it into a feeder program, that's tried to put some of their – philosophies and culture into the the youth program has been sentinel and now you see it paying off years later you have kids that are ready to roll when they get in the program the other thing you got to give dan oliver so much credit for he played at the university of montana under joe glenn and bobby hauck and he's taken a lot of what his college career was like in terms of cultivating that all for one one for all mentality and he's employed it with these kids too and so when you talk about a team that has a bunch of baseline talent, and then you add these transfers. You can't understate enough what this took. A lot of teams have talent. There's been a lot of teams in Montana and a lot of teams at all levels of every sport that have had a ton of talent, but it's that magic of teams coming together. And I think that that was overshadowed this year because Sentinel was beating every team by 45, 50, 55 points. But this team had that element of magic, that element of making plays. Like when they needed a play, Donovan South comes up with the 61-yard kick return. They get a score. Jace Kluswich has not had to be that ball-hawking guy all year long, but he comes up with two fourth-quarter interceptions. You know, for, a, for a teenage kid to have that much focus, you know, you know, I shouldn't even call these guys kids, these young men, for them to have that much focus to be able to come up with those plays in big moments. when they ha- A lot of times you've been in that moment before, so all you got to do is do what you've done before. These guys hadn't had that all season, so it makes it even more impressive to me to see Soren Sivrud when, the, when Sentinel's facing a third and seven, and West just called their last time out, plow ahead for eight and a half or nine yards and uh, and get that first down 
to seal the deal. Uh, it was epic. It was awesome. And uh, the, the culture of the team, the dynamic of the team, the fabric of the team, they deserve a ton of credit for that. Need to hear from Dane all over this. I actually was in the middle of interviewing somebody else, so I didn't get to the beginning part of this, but we'll cut into this. This is about three, three and a half minutes of what Dane Oliver had to say after the game. And then I'll tell you a pretty cool story about Coach Oliver right after this. We needed to calm down, right? We talked so much about present moment focus. I thought everybody just needed to breathe. And, and that, that was the only thing I said, hey, fellas, let's all take a big breath and get back to get back to, the, to this special moment. And honestly, they, they, they settled in and it, you know, played a great game. Look a little wet there. How does that feel? You know, uh, my, cool weather. The first great Gatorade bath of my career, and man, it, it, it felt better than any water on, on my body my whole life. So uh, it means a lot. Uh, something you you see on TV, and, and I'm living this moment, and I'm representing a lot of people uh, who have helped us get to this point. You know, the quarterback Dayton Jay, I mean, he came in and had a split that split snap on the transfer. Yep. Uh, how does it speak volumes about him and his character oh. to come into this state championship game after splitting his time and throwing three touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, talk about a situation to put an 18-year-old uh, kid in, and uh, that's what was my message to him after him. We made a, some difficult decisions throughout the year, and Dayton Bay is a competitor, and this is something he can always lean on when, when things get tough. And I, I'm so so proud to see him. He, he gave us a spark, too, to, to get our first touchdown, and and I can't say enough positive things about Dayton Bay. Does it feel as good as you? It, it better. It feels better. Uh, you know, I, you, we tried to focus not on these kids. It's not their fault. We hadn't won a state championship in 48 years, so we wanted them to, you know, there's plenty of noise. Uh, we wanted them to, to just play for this team, but uh, now we can really focus on, I mean, the community support. Uh, it's good for the city of Missoula. Uh, just, I think back, you know, I ran into Rylan Ord, you know, he's down here, and my message, this is not for this team, this is for, for every guy that's been in this program uh, and helped us lay this foundation. You know, they helped us get to this point, and, and these kids finish it off. Kind of a, you know, bend but don't break on defense. Yeah. And then you kind of capitalize with, you know, some, kind of some jump balls to some athletes. Was that yeah. maybe the difference, scoring touchdowns while they were kicking field goal? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm having a hard time getting the sequence down. I know that guys made plays. Uh, Zach Cruz went out and got some jump balls. You know, we, we managed the game. Uh, talk about a big kickoff return. We haven't had a lot of those this year um, just because we haven't had many opportunities. And I just think back to we've been practicing those basic fundamentals. I thought we just needed to get back to blocking and tackling. We were anxious. We were excited. We were trying to make up for 48 years, and we just needed to play uh, Spartan football. I know you love your seniors. How fitting was it? That, I mean, every single one of them came up and made a big play. Diamond has the big kick return. Soren seals it you know, on the third. I mean, this must be awesome yeah. for you to watch those guys achieve this. I mean, you, you talk about team, and, and then when you actually live it out, uh, it makes it that much more rewarding. Uh, and I'll have a chance to go back and reflect on all the big all the big moments these kids have, but it was a complete total. I mean, you can't deny it that we played two quarterbacks. We had we were rotating guys in and out on defense. Uh, it's uh, it, it's 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 why I coach is to see people come together, and, and it's a beautiful product you can see around right here, right now. Uh, 
in a, in a difficult time, right, where people are so worried about individuals, the Spartan football uh, brought people together. Brought us together, no doubt. Congratulations to Coach Dana Oliver and the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Hey, it's Tutel Nuanas. Tutel isn't here. Nuanas is here, though, riding through with you almost into the evening. I imagine most of you almost off work here. So here's what we're going to do. I want to highlight a couple of the stars from this game. I want to highlight a couple other stars from around the state as well. We had two other state championship games, Manhattan taking care of business for their first ever state championship against Fairfield, as well as Flint Creek winning their third championship in four years with a resounding win over Scobie. So that's what we're going to do. Two Tell Nuanas, 129 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television, back right after this. Today's business phone systems are required to do more than just answer phone calls. A cloud-based or VoIP voice system from Blackfoot Communications simplifies your business communications while adding features and capabilities. Your staff, remote or in-house, can provide the service your customers expect. With zero upfront investment, your future phone system is available today. Call 541-5000 or visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back. 1029 ESPN Missoula. It is Tutel and Nuanez. If you're listening on your radio, you already know it's 1029 on your dial. If you're watching me on TV, SWX Montana Television. And if you want to listen anywhere around the world, you can find us live, 1029ESPN.com. Before I give us a call, you can call 361 3688. That's 361 3688. You can also text us, all guests. Join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And now it's time for our Treasure State Stars. We've been doing this at the 445 block every single uh, Monday throughout all football season. And we're going to start, you know, we usually do five. But you know what? I got way more than that today. We're going to give you a full 10 Treasure State Stars because I just wanted to highlight some of these kids from the Class AA game and then a couple of the other outstanding players from the uh, rest of the state championships that were held around the state of Montana. So Treasure State star number one, Jace Kluswich, Missoula Sentinel. He's a senior. He's a safety. He's set to play at the University of Montana. And he had an outstanding finish to his high school football career. He transfers into Sentinel as a guy who scored, I think, 36 touchdowns in his career at Frenchtown. He was basically a touchdown-a-game type of guy. And uh, comes to Sentinel. You don't want to say he had a dissipated role. They just spread the ball around so much, and they had so many big plays that not very many – no one on the team really had huge numbers. He had quarterbacks splitting snaps. He had all sorts of touchdown and playmakers, including T.J. Roush, who's also head of the Grizzlies as a receiver. Zach Cruz, who's a guy who's, I think, a, a high-level athlete. But Kluswich did his job, and when it was time to make the biggest plays that his team needed, he went out and did it. He snared not one but two interceptions in the fourth quarter to help seal Sentinel's 24-15 victory over Billings West and the Spartans, the state champions, for the first time in their history since 1972 and the first time a Missoula team has won the Class AA state championship. Treasure State star number two, Paul Brott. Paul Brott's a defensive end from Billings West. He's headed to uh, Montana State University. 
He's the third Brott brother to have a standout career at West. Wilson Brott was a quarterback and a standout basketball player who then turned himself into a great blocking tight end for the Bobcats. Mitch Brott, one of the great offensive linemen in the history of Montana State University, he started 50 straight games at tackle for the Bobcats and was an All-American as a senior. And now Paul Brott, he's not built like the other two. The other, uh, Wilson's about 6'5", Mitch is about 6'6". Paul Brott's tall, he's about 6'2 and a half, 6'3" but not that same you know, tight end tackle body. I think he's playing the spot that he would, he'll would. he play at the college level, and he wreaked havoc. He had a couple tackles for loss early in the state championship game, and he really wreaked havoc. He made Sentinel adjust their offensive line and to do a variety of different other things. Treasure State star number three. He's also a future Montana State Bobcat. It's Neil Daly. Neil Daly grew up in Missoula, Montana, went to Sentinel all the way through his sophomore year, he was a point scorer for the boys, uh, the Sentinel boys track team that won the state title a couple springs back, the last time we had track. And then he wasn't able to participate, obviously, like no one was this last year. But now this year he was uh, a two-way star at Billings West. He scored the first touchdown of the game in the state championship. That was his eighth touchdown of the year. Uh, he also is a great defensive end slash outside linebacker. I think that his build, man, it's it's pretty good. I think that he maybe has the most athletic upside of any of these recruits in this game because he's long, he's lean, he runs really, really, really well, and uh, he had an outstanding day on defense as well with 14 tackles. Treasure State star number four from the class AA state championship game, and that's Zach Cruz. Zach Cruz. I think is a next-level athlete. If he continues to develop, I think he has amazing, amazing potential. He's a phenomenal – he's got phenomenal ball skills. He runs really well. He's about 6'4", 190 pounds right now as a junior. I think he's got a lot of room to put on weight. I think he could play off the edge. I think he could play on the perimeter. I think he's an outstanding player for Missoula Sentinel. And, oh, by the way, here's a story. You might have caught it when Dayton Bay – in Dayton Bay's interview from uh, earlier on in this show. But he said – Cruz snapped his tooth off. Well, he did. He broke his entire front tooth off, and then he swallowed the sucker. He somehow swallowed half of it. But he, after the game, he said, I don't even feel it. I got so much adrenaline, I'll probably feel it later. I'm sure his mother is horrified. You never want to see your kid's teeth break out. But uh, regardless, Zach Cruz, Treasure State star number four. Uh, from the AA championship game, Trevor, Treasure State star number five, Jamin Metlock. This was a kid I didn't really know much about coming into this game, but he was a rough and tumble between the tackles, bruising running back, and he was absolutely the key to Billings West controlling the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage in this game. The uh, the Bears kept in it and were so uh, it kept this game so tight all the way down to the fourth quarter because this kid was just a machine. He had 130 yards rushing on 17 carries against the Sentinel defense that has been lights out this whole year. So Jamin Metlock, he also had a gigantic kick return to, to spark uh, one of West's field goal drives. And you have to wonder, I mean, everything's hindsight is 20-20, but when they were down inside the 10-yard line three different times, you got to wonder uh, if they were... Um, if they regret not giving him a couple more chances to, to push that thing over the goal line. Because settling for three field goals inside the 10, man, good for them getting down into the red zone against that salty Sentinel defense. But you just wonder, man, one of those touchdowns goes their way and all of a sudden uh, we might have a tie ball game. And our last Treasure State star, we're going to do highlight a couple of the other, these other kids on the other side. By the way, two tall Nuanas, 129 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Flint Creek head coach Mike Cutler uh, who led his team, his Drummond Phillipsburg Co-op, to the uh, their third Class C eight-man championship in the last four years? He'll join us right here at the top of the hour, so we do have to get out. So our last Treasure State star for this hour is Dayton Bay.
We talked about him a lot in the last segment, but man, the kid deserves a ton of credit. Uh, he, you know, he could have just moped around. He could have transferred. He, he could have done a lot of different things, but instead he embraced his role. He was ready to go every time he was called upon. He got playing time in every single one of the games, and he actually had some of the biggest plays for the Spartans of anybody all season long, including throwing three, count them, three touchdowns in the state championship game. And like he said, he always writes on his wrist, just be me. And that takes a lot of maturity a lot, uh, for a kid that, of that age to be able to, to step up and do that. So Dayton Bay deserves a ton of credit. He is Treasure State star number six. That's all the time we have for the first hour. We're out. We're back. Mike Cutler, Flint Creek head coach, joining us at the top of the hour. And we'll also highlight a couple of the other Treasure State stars from both the Class B and Class C eight-man state championship games. Tutel Nuanas marches on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 